Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Zurich North America Future of Risk podcast. I'm one of the hosts for the program, Stephanie Gordon. When a lot of people in America hear the word apprentice, we automatically think about things like trade skills, maybe electrical or automotive work. But apprenticeships are also really growing in fields where finding new applicants can be challenging. So like financial services or insurance, for instance. This is pretty new in the U.S., but it's actually pretty common as a job path in other parts of the world, especially overseas in Europe, which is where Zurich's parent company is based in Switzerland. So an apprentice program basically provides on-the-job training with related schoolwork, and it puts students on a path to earn either a degree or a certification, and then get started in a career actually making a decent living, but without all that student loan debt. So I'm joined today by three colleagues who came to Zurich through its apprenticeship program in insurance. Mike Mishka graduated from his apprentice training and joined the company a few years ago. Marcelo Contreras and Evelyn Molina are currently in the program and are, fingers crossed, graduating this summer. So welcome to the program. Hello. Glad to be here. Hey, Stephanie. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks. Happy to be here. So, Mike, let's start with you telling us a little bit about your background in the apprentice program. For anyone who isn't familiar with this old but new again path for entering or re-entering the workforce, and also remind me when you joined Zurich as an apprentice. Yeah, so I joined Zurich as an apprentice back in 2017. I'd been working in retail and trying to attend school simultaneously and just it was a lot to manage. So when I heard from a friend that Zurich had this awesome program where they were paying for your school and giving you uh, all the opportunities to succeed, right? Study hours during the day and all that. Oh, uh, yeah. Made a lot of sense. Yeah. So our program started in 2015. So actually just a couple years um, prior to you joining when President Obama invited about 100 businesses um, into Washington to talk about how to create more paths for great jobs in the U.S. And Zurich committed to launch an apprentice program, again, because our parent company in Switzerland has been doing something like this for a long time. Mike, can you talk a little bit about how the program is defined, what the basics of it are? You alluded to Zurich um, paying for you to go to school and accommodating work hours. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, basically, a Zurich apprenticeship, it's a two-year commitment, and it's a combination of on-the-job learning at Zurich and then college coursework through specific schools. Uh, like I mentioned, Zurich will cover the tuition cost for apprentices to complete either their associate's or bachelor's degree, while, they're all, while we also participate in our full-time job with salary and benefits at Zurich. And then when you successfully graduate from the program, that also means a guaranteed job at Zurich afterwards. That sounds like a pretty win-win uh, all around, right? Um, the best of all possible worlds, I think. I think this is one of the coolest programs. Evelyn, so you're part of an expansion of the program that recently started in New York. This is the first cohort in the New York office? So the first one was actually um, during COVID. I am okay. the second one. Yes, in New York, based out of New York. Can you talk to us a little bit, Evelyn, about what kind of degrees you can earn? Um, is it anything you want? Or are there specific programs? I know you just mentioned that you're in the cyber program, right? Yes. So the cyber one specifically is the job that I work in at Zurich. But the actual degree that you get in college when you attend Bureau of Manhattan Community College in New York City, um, it's a specific degree that Zurich offers. So I'm currently in business management in insurance. 
mainly it's focused on risk management. So that's the focused career. And also the classes are elected for me as well as schedules. So everything is very specific to the things that I work in Zurich. Um, so a business management degree, an associate's degree in science. Right. So we offer associate degrees as well as now uh, bachelor's degrees for those who yes. have a couple years of school already behind them. Um, you mentioned, obviously, you're in New York, and I was going to ask if everybody goes to the same school, but I think not, right? So you're attending in New York. Is it in person or online? So in New York, depending on the specific classes that you have, they will either follow in person or online. Now, the insurance classes are fairly new, and a lot of professors for the insurance classes are not based out of New York. So those usually are always online. But other basic classes that you will need for that specific degree, like business management and other business 101 classes or even English classes when you just start, will be in person because the professors will be based out of Bureau of Manhattan Community College. Right. So, Marcelo, does everybody go to the same school or is it online? Is it a blend? Um, no, the apprentices that are here in Schomburg, they get to go to Harper College is where I'm going right now. Okay. Um, most of the schooling is online. Um, it's to the pandemic. Most of the, we are usually doing school from home. But uh, slowly now it's been opening up. So we've been going into in-person classes at our designated community colleges. Okay, yeah. I, I, everything's been kind of moving, opening up at a different pace. And then in Northwest Iowa uh, Community College is where the agriculture business program is. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what a typical week looks like, uh, Marcelo, for an apprentice's schedule? Yeah, so if you're in the associate's program, you do two days a week in classes and then three days a week in your job training. Um, for the bachelor program, they do 32 hours of on-the-job training, and they have eight hours uh, a week of academics. Okay, very balanced, sounds very doable for the most part. So, Mike and Marcella, you guys are in claims. Um Mike, you graduated, you're working full-time, Marcelo's still in rotation. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how the rotation works, Mike? Because I think that's unique to Zurich. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have apprenticeship roles in several different cities where we have U.S. offices. Um, some apprentices will focus on insurance roles like underwriting or claims um, or cyber security or crop insurance. But then there's other folks who want to go into a broader corporate role like HR or IT or just general communications. Okay. So during that two years, you spend six months at a time uh, in up to four different areas of the company. So you get a pretty broad picture of what the organization is like as a whole. It's actually a really great way to build a professional network because you meet so many people from so many various different areas. Uh, but you still also belong to the same cohort of apprentices. So you have this consistent base of apprentices to kind of connect with and stay in touch with through your apprentice journey. So you mentioned the four different areas of the company, Mike. Do you guys choose what those areas are that you rotate to or is that kind of predetermined based on the academics that you've chosen? Well, I'll walk that back a little bit. Uh, it's not necessarily four. Some folks will stay in the same role for that full two years. Okay. Other folks will have up to four. So um, it almost more depends which office you're located out of, right, and which part of the company you report up through. So, for instance, some folks might be a med-only work comp adjuster for 
all two years, whereas someone else in underwriting might transfer through four different lines of business and underwriting to get a wider flavor of what that's like. Very good. One of the things I think is so interesting about this is you really have an opportunity while you're still in school to be learning about a company and the role, as opposed to, you know, somebody graduating from college is going into a job they've probably never worked in and kind of going into it blind, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I thought it was a great experience for me personally because it gave me a lot of insight and a, a pretty good overall idea of what area of the company I might want to work in before I even graduated, right? Uh, and the experience then to apply that upon graduation. So it's a luxury that a lot of college seniors don't necessarily have because they don't necessarily have that inside experience to know whether a company is a good fit or even if there's a specific part of that organization they may be interested in. Um, so Mike, how did you get into the program? You gave us a little bit of background. You were working in retail, trying to go to school. How did you find out about this program? Did okay. you plan to go I, into insurance? <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> insurance company was not at all, um, uh, you know, in my mind of what I maybe wanted to do after graduating. Um, but uh, like I had said, a close friend of mine was in the program actually at that time and was just raving about, you know, the experience and the novelty of getting to work at the corporate headquarters. And again, just all the benefits that came with the learn while you earn model of apprenticeship. Uh, and that really fit what I was looking for at that time. So definitely word of mouth. Um, yeah. We we hear a lot that nobody goes into insurance on purpose, but that's that's pretty funny. But once <laughs> once you get into insurance, then people are like, oh, I love this. I love this. Right. So, Marcella, what about you? Did, how did you hear about the apprentice program? Um, again, I'm going to ask, were you like looking for a career in insurance? Yeah, no, like Mike, I wasn't really I didn't really know anything about the insurance world. Um, so. A quick background on me, I got out of the Marine Corps in 2018 and I was, um, I guess, fortunate enough to do a program that's similar like this. It was a four-month program for like welding and machining for veteran or for active duty members that are getting out of the service. Okay. And luckily, once I got home, I had like a bunch of interviews lined up and it wasn't hard for me to get a job in that field. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't know anything too much about a um what are those called? Uh, higher higher agency or temp agencies. Okay. And I got hired through one of those and kind of just uh, left on the sour note. And I didn't really like it anymore. So I jumped to my plan B, which was my, my brother's roofing company. And that's where I got interested in insurance because he was pretty much just telling me how insurance claims work and like if hail or something like that would like damage the roof, they would try to have the insurance rep pay for it. So that kind of like interests me in like the whole of like dealing with insurance adjusters and sending the paperwork and stuff. It, it, it interested me. Then a couple of years later, one of my cousins started the program and he actually talked to me and one of my other cousins that how like the, how they pretty much just treat the employees and how like the work life is at Zurich. It's, it's obviously in the corporate setting and it's, um, or where I guess me and my other cousin were working that we kind of like wanted something like that a little bit more uh, structure in a way uh, mm, or like okay. a way to go up the corporate ladder. I still remember my uh, interview. It, I told the, I think it was one of the interview people asked me like, why do you like want to work at Zurich? And I saw it as of, well, I'm back home from the Marine Corps and I kind of just want to start setting down my roots here, you know, like 
get a like a long-term job and just start you know looking for a house here and just you know establish my roots um that's that's how i actually kind of heard of the program i bet i went off in the tangent but i heard off through uh family members and then that one family member got me and another family member working at Zurich. So there's three of us there. There's and three of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a pretty good endorsement. If you make that yeah. to not one, but, but two family members. Um, I think I've also heard about um, two brothers and a sister who have also gone through the program. So it really speaks to the power yeah. of that word of mouth of telling other people about it and, and how it works. So thank you for sharing that. So Evelyn, you're from New York. That's a pretty big place. How in the world did the apprenticeship program find you, especially since it's relatively new in New York? How'd you hear about it? Yes. So I was a freshly graduated high school student and I was deciding on what college I would go to, whether that's two, four years. And I settled for Bureau of Manhattan Community College. And I really wanted to continue my business education because I had a major in business during high school. So once I chose Barrow of Manhattan Community College, I knew that I wanted to study business management. I didn't know exactly what I would get out of it, what job I would be um, heading towards after two years. But as soon as I applied and I was accepted, ready to go, uh, my advisor within the school called me up, notifying me that the Zurich Apprenticeship Program has just been newly offered in New York City and basically just summed up all the benefits that the apprenticeship program offered. The main focus was very um, focused on going to work, getting paid, and also having your studies paid for. So I knew that it was definitely one of the options that I wanted to look into. So it sounds like this program really appealed to the best of all possible worlds in terms of covering the tuition, the education, the career path, et cetera, right? Yes. I, Ticked I really, all the boxes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and it was very important for me to study in a field that I knew would have an end goal. Like I knew I would be in a field where I would have a job in the end. I knew a lot of students and a lot of people that went to New York City colleges and didn't come out with a sustainable job or settled for a job that had nowhere near their degree. So um, that was very important to me. Very, very important to me that I had like something stable in the end and something that I already have studied for two years while also working for them. So it was like a win-win situation where I already knew what I was going to get into and I also have studied it. And that's something that most high school seniors don't have an opportunity to do. But I'm mm -hmm. I'm guessing that when you graduated, insurance wasn't probably top of your list on career aspirations, right? (laughs) No, no, it wasn't. I was a 17-year-old, um, not even knowing and not even paying anything for insurance. Uh, I, I knew that it was a must. I knew that it was never going to go away. I knew that everyone had to pay for it. But I had no idea what it was, how it helped people, honestly. Um, but as soon as I saw that opportunity, I was very open to learn about it. And, and so now that you've been in the field for a little while, now what do you think about it? Are you proud to be in it? Do you like it? Absolutely. I think I've learned way more, obviously, in this job than I would ever learn, like even getting insurance for a car or getting insurance for a home, because there's so much um, fields in it. I've worked from 
were compensation. And that's where it's like coverage between workers for big companies. I've worked in international property where it's like big, big companies um, cover for overseas for their properties all over the world. And now I'm working in cyber and I had no idea that people get cyber insurance. So I had no idea that there was so much and there's many, many more. So, right. It is yeah. it is pretty fascinating mm-hmm. industry when you start to break it apart. And it sounds fantastic that you've gotten so much exposure to different areas yeah. of the company. And it's probably really built your network as well, right? Yes. Yes. Every team I had, it's always like um, they have to communicate. They have to let each other know, you know, what is the work? What needs to be done? There's always comsel um, meetings, which is usually happens every week. And you also commonly speak to your manager. I also have a coach within the program. I have a lot of um, triple A's, which is apprentice alumni okay. that have previously graduated. So there's a lot of help. You talk to a lot of people, even going in office, you meet a lot of people around the area that you sit, um, when you have lunch, um, when you go in, get breakfast and have a cup of coffee. There's opportunity to network all around, honestly. I was going to ask you about this. So, Evelyn, what's it like to go right out of high school into a professional office environment? A lot of people make that transition either through college or they might go to trade school or something like that. But you made a big leap to go right into a professional environment. Was that intimidating or what's some of the other kind of support that you made reference to besides you've mentioned having a coach and being able to rely on some of the apprentices, uh, alumni who've graduated? It was all the emotions in one. I think it was mainly very intimidating. Um, As soon as I heard to dress business casual, I knew I had no idea what that meant. Um, (laughs) I I, I didn't know if it was a suit or tie. It was um, jeans. But I, I, I feel like the people that you surround yourself with definitely make it more comfortable. Um, my first ever team, I was in domestic large casualty, and I've met amazing people there that just set it straight, said it that the standard wasn't to be so professional, the standard wasn't to be so um, cut clean, but it's to just talk to everyone, to it, look at your surroundings. It was definitely not what I expected, where I wouldn't be myself, or I couldn't say certain things around other people it was like a conversation it was a community and that's how I treated um, a lot of uh, my team members that it was just myself in a field of insurance Um, and everyone knew I was very young so they were all welcoming to teach me how to write an email or (laughs) how to send messages on teams um, how different outlook applications work I've had coaches that also helped me just work Excel when I didn't, before I even had class in Excel. Um, And those opportunities really helped me understand that the idea that I had about the corporate world wasn't so um, cut clean where it's like, you can't say certain stuff or you have to dress a certain way. It was just, everyone was there, was themselves. And we were here to work. We're here to network. We're here to learn more stuff. And I love it now. I, After two years, I understand that it's all welcoming. Um, everyone understands that we're from different parts. And it's amazing to hear everyone's story. 
on how they got started. I'm glad to hear that. So it sounds like what you ended up feeling, it's a professional environment, but maybe not as stuffy as you anticipated or feared that it would be. And it turns out that it's just actually a really cool environment where people are trying to do the right thing, like you said, get the work done, get along, appreciate the diversity of of what everybody brings to the conversation, right? Yeah. Yes. Mike, you've been around a little bit longer. You might know the answer to this. Um, What kind of support is provided for apprentices? Is there like a mentoring program or, you know, as you were going through things, because you were, you came out of retail, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and um, Marcelo came out of the military and more hands-on construction, et cetera. So you get into a professional office environment for the first time. What's that like? Uh, like being a fish out of water, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a shell shock, right? Uh, it, it's certainly a new experience, but much to to the credit of the Office of Apprenticeship, right? There is an entire support structure uh, for our apprentices, right? And on a few fronts too. Uh, we have on-the-job coaches and mentors who help apprentices with their day-to-day, you know, job skills and other uh, corporate responsibilities, so to speak. Then we have academic advisors uh, from the schools that our apprentices attend. So there's that uh, more specialized education focus, uh, whether that's tutoring or uh, study strategies, things of that nature. Uh, And then, you know, a lot of what we focus on, too, uh, is things like coaching on interpersonal skills, Uh, including time management, dependability, communications, um, and really, again, just geared around helping folks that maybe are new to a corporate or office environment Mm -hmm. find their footing. That's good to hear. It's, um, I would imagine that you you do need a lot of support, and it's funny, the fish out of water thing. Um, What's the career path once you graduate? So, Mike, you've been out how long now? You've graduated four years ago? Yep, graduated about four years ago. Uh, and, you know, I can't speak for other companies that may have apprenticeships uh, or if this is more uh, unique to Zurich, but there's a ton of opportunities. Obviously, you can stay in whichever role you're hired into once you graduate, if that's a good fit for you. But then, you know, there's other folks uh, like individuals in my cohort and the ones who I follow that have gotten promotions or gone into something like the claims trainee program to become a claims adjuster. Other folks have moved into consulting roles or HR roles. So really, the sky's the limit. It's anything that Zurich has to offer is available to our apprentices. And um, all these people who never thought that their future fate was in insurance, now they now they love it and they want to stay, right? Oh, yes. There's quite <laughs> a lot of us, and it seems to be growing exponentially, too. I've I've heard that as well. Um, do you have a a path in mind for your career or any advice for Marcelo and his cohort when they graduate in a couple months? Oh goodness, um, I, it sounds a little silly. I'm still not sure what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> I'm kind of finding it along the way, but uh, you know, at a company like Zurich, there's so many interesting things going on in a lot of ways. So I, I've almost learned, and my advice, I guess, to other apprentices would be to keep an open mind. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, like people here, underwriter or claims adjuster. And I think a lot of the times those are the draws because folks just tend to know what that is. Um, but Zurich has so many unique roles that maybe don't receive the same amount of attention. But 
you know, if you're keeping an open mind, you might find a, a role that's a great fit for what speaks to your own personal motivations. So part of it is keeping an open mind. Another part of that is also figuring out what motivates you, right? Uh, what do you enjoy about the work you do? What do you dislike? Where do you want to develop? Um, so be in tune with yourself and also, you know, put that out there to other folks too, whether that's your manager or a mentor, um, have those conversations about, you know, I really like this. What other roles are out there that might fit this skill set or this passion of mine? Uh, so it's kind of a long winded answer, but, um, yeah, again, the sky is the limit for apprentices graduating the program at Zurich. I think that's great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so, Marcelo, in terms of who can apply to the apprentice program, um, maybe some people think it's just for someone who, as they're getting out of high school, as an alternative to college. But what I'm hearing for both of you is you were already in the job market, you know, you'd already had a life after school, et cetera. So who who can apply to the program? So, yeah, uh, one of the cool things about this program is how diverse it is, because if you've got people from all different ages and backgrounds, who joined for a lot of different reasons. Um, okay. Like Mike, he was in retail before I was in uh, construction. Um, but there are some, like some people in my cohort, one of my classmates, she used to be a nurse and others are straight from high school. So um, it's, really it's very mix. diverse. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a mix of people who have different um, backgrounds could apply and could get into the program. And I know it's had a lot of visibility. I think, Mike, you just mentioned the program's kind of picking up speed. I think it is expanding exponentially each year. And it's had a lot of visibility lately. Um, there was a Wall Street Journal article. I think there was an appearance on Fox & Friends with one of our current apprentices. Jillian Walsh, she's the head of apprenticeship, was interviewed for the National Desk. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the director of apprenticeship, Jillian Walsh, was interviewed along with my fellow apprentice, E.J. Crespo. He's from my cohort. That's pretty cool. So I think this program, Mike, was the first one that was certified by the U.S. Department of Labor for Insurance, right? Yeah, it sure was. Of all of these companies that have apprenticeships, we were the first one. And, you know, subsequently, too, we've received a presidential award in 2020 for a pledge to America's workers. And the Department of Labor chose us as an apprenticeship ambassador in 2022. And um, last year, Dr. Jill Biden came to Chicago to kick off National Apprentice Week. And I think Zurich, uh, Zurich Aon, Accenture all have an apprentice network um as well that was acknowledged during that. So just a couple more questions then, you know, for either one of you, how do you fit it all in? When you talk about work and school and family, like, how do you do that? Well, like with any career, uh, you know, you have your ups and downs. Uh, you do your best to kind of manage your time right? Uh, certainly one of the things that helps is having that study hour, having some time during your, your days at class uh, to focus on that homework, on that coursework. Um, but at the same time too, you know, it is school. Sometimes you come home and you have some work, homework to do. And for some of us with children, maybe that means you have to put the kiddos down for bed and then hop back on to finish an essay or, or study for that final that you have on Thursday. We hope that a lot of the resources that are provided to our apprentices around time management kind of click uh, in these high priority situations where you do really need to focus on what's important and how do we manage it all. 
Right. You really have to apply what you're learning. Uh, what about you, Marcelo, in terms of either time management, um, but also how many classes do you take each semester? Uh, it varies. So some okay. semesters you take three, three classes, other semesters you take four. Uh, I'm in a semester right now in the spring semester. I'm taking four classes compared to last semester, I was taking three. So okay. between three and four classes, um, but I, I believe pretty much is what Mike just said. I believe that Zurich does give you the tools and the pretty much just the time to work on school. So like the Tuesday and Thursday for me is phenomenal because I have two classes on, on both Tuesday and Thursday and a break between them. And obviously the whole day is to work on schoolwork or like study for finals. What Mike just said too, a study hour that Zurich provides while you're at work for the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they give you uh, pretty much an hour to study or do some homework or, you know, kind of just get your schoolwork done. So you have that aspect of the apprenticeship program um, locked down, you know? Excellent. Very good. So last question. Are you guys glad that you've done the program? Like what, what has it meant to you or what's the best thing you've gotten out of it? Oh goodness. It's hard to pick just one thing. I mean, certainly a lasting career is a, a great perk to apprenticeship, right? Um, but beyond that, really grateful for a lot of the people I've had an opportunity to meet uh, through the apprenticeship and, you know, kind of tangentially, the folks that support apprenticeship are, um, are advocates and all that. So it's just been a, a tremendous opportunity. I think folks see that, uh, the, the word apprenticeship sometimes, right? And it kind of raises an eyebrow. There's some mm -hmm. extra interest there, right? So even just as a conversation starter, uh, very grateful to have been a participant in such a unique program. Very cool. Yeah, I would say I'm beyond glad of actually doing the program. Um, like Mike, it's like a career. I feel like with other jobs, I couldn't see myself where I could see growth within a company, you know, because most, most of some companies are just, all right, you're just this and there's no like movement up. So definitely when I started working at Zurich, I saw that and it's like I could I could work here for for a long time and get somewhere, you know, in a, in a career. The best thing that I've gotten out of this program is the experience in awe. I feel that every time I, I join another team because I've did multiple rotations, everyone is so impressed on how young I am. But just hearing their stories, hearing how they got started, hearing that a lot of people have been here for more than 20, 30 years. And I always go to them for a lot of questions that I have, even in my day-to-day -day basic personal life. So you definitely build a lot of network, um, networking skills as well that I take outside of my job. Um, in all, I really, really do appreciate like everyone that I've worked with, even the information that I've learned. Um, one of the fun things that I've also got to experience working at Zurich is a famous cosmetic line that I've always shopped at has also been insured with Zurich. And I've worked personally in um, insuring them within my field. So that was amazing to see. That's a pretty cool connection, especially when you have that that personal connection with a brand like that. And then to realize there's a whole other side of their company that you never realized, you know, behind the scenes with insurance, right? Yeah. And it was a it was a big field. It was international property. So got to see um, that they were insured all around the world. That's fantastic. I love it. So it's it's cool to see different 
data applications as well. And after two years, I think I am amazing at Excel. Um, so <laughs> I wish I could just like keep learning about it and um, which I can. So now it's just see how far I can go with it. You know, see where I go after and just enjoy the experience. Thank you guys so much for being with me here today. Um, Mike, Marcelo, Evelyn, I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share my story and my experience. Yep, thank you for having us. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you another edition of Zurich's Future of Risk podcast soon. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at ZurichNA.com and join us next week. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.